DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What's up, draft nerds? You draft dweebs is what I would say if I was a elementary school bully, but I'm not. So welcome. We love you, audience. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. I'm Joe Williams. I'll be your host for the day. This, of course, is the audio companion to the Draft Society site. We say it every time. Head over there for your stats, your ranks, your articles. Um, if there's a thing that you need to dominate the draft game, it's there. And if there's anything further, it's probably on our members only section. So check that out for player projections weekly, rest of season rank- rankings weekly, fixture difficulty tracker, especially for every single position in this game for the draft game specifically, set piece taker tracker, confidential trade advice, and so much more. Check it out. Thedraftsociety.com. All right, we're going to get right into it today. I'm here with a couple of wonderful gentlemen. Ryan and Toddy, you know them well. They are um, on the forefront of your mind this time of year because everyone's looking for advice. And that's exactly what we're hoping to give here today. Let's kind of check in with the gents here for a minute. Toddy and Ryan. Ryan first, how are you, my man? How are things going in the nation's capital? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just wrapping, uh, wrapping stuff up at, at work um, and doing all the crazy COVID uh, precautionary stuff. Got my 37th test, it seems like, in the last week uh, today. Um, heading out to, uh, to the UK oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, on the, the footy extravaganza, so six six matches. We're hoping got five of those matches. We got tickets for just waiting on the, the other one. Um, yeah, six Amazing. matches in a little over a week. Uh, just cannot wait. Did you take out a second mortgage then, or? Oh, how? <laughs> yeah, my credit card is. Um, yeah, they have people. They have people looking for me. All right. Well, that's that's probably why you're getting out of the country. Yeah, exactly. It's it's yeah, it's a means to an end, really. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot wait. Toddy, any shade? I say this now, but Arsenal is going to ruin my entire trip early. Well, early doors. Course. They're good at that. Toddy, any yeah. shady sorts tracking you down? No, no. But I was, I was, ju- I was so close to um, expecting Ryan to say, whenever I um, get bankrupt, I just transfer my. Debt to <laughs> this guy. There it is. Ryan Barnes. <laughs> Creed Bratton. <laughs> um, bankruptcy. I declare yeah. bankruptcy. Yeah, so um yeah, no no nothing shady. I mean I honestly, um you know, I'm I'm not sure how how um government or local council owned um budgets work in either the US or, or the UK or 
anywhere that our listeners are from but <laughs> in hungary yeah mostly iceland or australia um uh, in hungary these um companies that are local council owned we we have a a yearly budget and and it's we have to give anything that is um surplus back to the council at the end of the year oh sure and and for some budgetary reason whatever we um save doesn't get and can't get transferred over to next year mm-hmm. so our next year's budget is fully 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 fucked not like <laughs> I, i mean i mean at this point um i told my my um um financial um um officer that she she was putting together a budget which is usually takes us like two weeks to put together a next year's budget and and she was like we got the numbers and and just just throw something together it's not not even going to be close to the truth so next year so it's fully fucked but this oh. year somehow somehow we got we got loads of money left so i i bought myself a new coffee machine uh we bought we bought um some uh, new phones for the um employees so okay. we we went we went on a on a on a shopping extravaganza uh, so today ma- maybe some shady men in your future then yeah yeah okay so shady that's all around <laughs> That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, uh, speaking of uh, something that is not at all shady, so going from the the ultimate shadiness to very much not shady, we have um, back with us becoming a semi-regular special guest on the pod. One, Luke Wilkins. We're so happy to have him back. Luke, I hear you're pulling an all-nighter. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, thanks for having me back again. Of course, I'm man. glad to be here. How are you guys? Oh, so good. I now, feel like no one ever asked you that, Joe. So I'm gonna say how I, I would. I would be a bummer. I, I would. Tati and I are pretty rude. I would bring you all down anyway. So it's it's fine. It's just a lot of stress at school. I can't wait for winter break. Same. same. Yeah. But tell me about the cricket. I'm a yeah. So I've become <laughs> nocturnal for the next eight weeks as I try and stay up and watch the cricket, um, which is going on down under. Oh sure. Down in Australia. So it's about to start in 30 minutes, and. Uh, depending on how terribly bad England do, <laughs> will be how when I go to bed. So, so we'll see. So probably in about an hour I'll go to bed. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that sounds great. Um, it, it'll it'll tickle you to know that my dad, uh, you know, who's he's a, a Midwesterner. He lives in Iowa. He sent me um, a, a headline because he does read BBC News for some reason a lot of times. Um, he sent me a headline that was just a, a 100% cricket headline. And he was like, can you decipher this for me? I have literally no idea what this says. <laughs> but I didn't either because I don't, I don't follow. But it was, it was something about wickets and tries. I mean, yeah. I mean, anytime that an American com- complains about, you know, how confusing cricket is, <laughs> I just have to refer them back to the fact that baseball has 168 games and you can still then have a playoff to make the playoffs, which makes absolutely no sense so oh, it's the worst and yeah let's let's not start comparing cricket and baseball oh that's fair and no not to mention the stat categories in baseball i mean good god yeah. um i don't know how many stats there are but there there's more than any normal human can count there's probably a stat yeah. category for the stat categories 
That's right up my street, though. I love that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, that's <laughs> not, not something negative for Luke. <laughs> Luke's like, stack categories, tell me more. Mm. <laughs> there's a reason Moneyball started with baseball. Cause oh, like, yeah. Could fit in every single action on the field in a, in a nice little stat. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. I have, a, I have a, just a little quick, a little <laughs> quick uh, brain teaser for you guys. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one by one here. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. If you don't pull it up, if you don't have it up yet, but listeners, I don't know if you know that, uh, we have a fixture difficulty tracker we've talked about quite a bit. And, um, one of the things I love about it is, uh, it will give you based upon the, the position on the field, whichever one you're considering starting or streaming, it'll give you the, um, average score that that position has scored against a certain team. Right? So Luke, I'm going to start with you. My question is, which opponent have defenders scored the best against, and what's that average score? Oof. Um, that defenders have scored against teams that can't score, right? So it will be your Wolves, your Norwich, maybe your Newcastle. Um, okay. And right. I'm thinking maybe 10-11. Well, I, I need a guess. I need. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Norwich, even though they have improved, and I'm going to go with a score of about ten point eight. So it is Norwich, and you said previously you said eleven, which is very. Imp- it's eleven point three. Con- consider me thoroughly impressed. <laughs> to be fair, I used that was <laughs> until this season. I was the one doing those numbers, so I kind of have a, a feel for for what's bad and what's good. So. Fair enough. Okay. All right, Ryan. Oh, midfielders. Midfielders. So, which team have midfielders fared the best against? And what do you think that average score, Fantrax default scoring? I should have said that earlier. Is. Um, I'm going to say Newcastle and I'm going to go 9.8. Wow. Newcastle's score is 9.7, which is also very impressive. Nice job. However, the correct answer is Norwich. I was going to say, I don't want to keep banging on Norwich, man. I mean, it's a low-hanging Norwich fruit. with 10.7. Um, closely, you could say, followed by Watford, 10.3. Interestingly enough, Leicester, 9.5. God. So that is, that's kind of interesting. Okay, Toddy. Last but not least, forwards. Which team have they fared the best against? And Fantrax, default scoring, what's the average score? Um, so, so that's either going to be, um, Watford, Newcastle, obviously Norwich, um, or maybe Leicester. So I'll go Newcastle and 10.2. Okay. Newcastle is at 13, which (laughs) that's pretty damn bad. (laughs) Uh, but even worse than that is Watford at 13.5 average Jesus. points for a forward. <laughs> so the worst I mean, the worst midfield was still less points than the worst defense, is that right? The say say that again, the worst midfield. Uh, no, sorry, the best midfield to face 
was a lower points average than the best defense to face. Is that ten, Yeah, 10.7 was the best midfield against Norwich, and 11.3 was the best defense against Norwich. Ah, I'd have thought uh, that would have been the other way around. But really so, bad. I mean, I guess worth noting, the, they're the only team uh, above 10. So mm-hmm. Burnley is 9.9 for defenders. For, yeah. Yeah. But there are several so, there are several teams above ten uh, for midfielders. So I guess th- there's a little bit of a discrepancy there, right, Luke? Yeah. Did yeah, we pass so the test though? You, oh, you absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Toddy Toddy was the furthest off, but I think he was trying to give credit to those teams. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So bad. Really Why bad. Did I do that? <laughs> really bad um okay well today on the pod uh we are going to cover what i love atari has called some wayward thoughts and actualities which is just beautiful and almost poetic in a way Toddy. uh brought a little tear to my eye so that was from you english teacher that was not from me no believe it or not no no not at all i was yeah i was on the esl tip (laughs) feeling introspective Um, so just some, some kind of random thoughts, but I think things that, uh, need are begging to be spoken about. So we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to speak of them. Uh, and then if we have some time, we'll give the listeners some streamers, uh, because as you know, I I wanted to talk mostly streamers, but then Toddy reminded me that that's all we've done lately. So like (laughs) in that spirit, um, I realize it's the hectic holiday fixtures, but, um, yeah, we don't we don't just want to talk streamers every week. So let's talk about some interesting things. Not that streamers aren't, but these are a little bit more so. Let's start with Manchester City. I know we just had an episode on them, um, but this is an interesting question. Now that we have a little bit more, I don't know, data um, to 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 go on this year. What we're fifteen game weeks in, and we've seen the form, we've seen the performances, we've seen. Uh, Pep's preferences. Uh, we've seen, you know, I guess a, a better, we've gotten a better indication of, of player strengths and weaknesses. So what is our best City 11? If, if everyone there is healthy, presuming health, presuming fitness, everyone there is healthy, what's the best City 11? Does anybody want to start this off? Yeah. Do you want to go, Ryan? Yeah, I put one in the, uh, I took a crack at it in the, in the dock. Um, so yeah, this was this was tough. I mean, it's it's so insane that what kind of roster that they have. I mean, it, we always say that uh, you could you could field a a great B team that would probably get top four um, from the from the city roster. And when you really start to, to narrow down the, their best eleven, you you quickly realize that. But my I think best eleven for for City uh, is as follows: obviously Ederson and goal. Uh, Walker at right back. Uh, Stones and Diaz had a great partnership last season, although I, I think Laporte, maybe on his day, is a, is a better defender than, than Stonesy, but I'll, I'll put him in because he had a great season last season. Yeah. Um, Cancelo at, at left back. Um, and then you have Rodri as the, the holding midfield. And then uh, sprayed across the, the middle, um, Bilva and KDB. 
you got Grealish and Foden on the wings, and then you have uh, Jesus as a, a number nine. Uh, I know they don't play with number nine very often, but right. I feel like their best 11 um, <laughs> probably includes includes one. And uh, Jesus, I think, is the only one on the roster. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at that. I don't know that anybody would take issue with any of those. Um, I might with Kyle Walker, but that's just because I just can't stand him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then a defender, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, he's one of those defenders though that just makes up for his mistakes by being so quick as they for I sure. Yeah. Classic, but his think yeah, his recovery pace yeah, burn out at the end of his career just because it's all based on pace, like you know <laughs> Theo Walcott. Um, but it hasn't happened yet. He's like thirty two and he still is a freaking bullet train. Mm. Yeah, Coke will do that to you. <laughs> um. Hippie crack. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, uh, Toddy, what do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to agree, although um, Pep would probably not play Jesus at, at uh, number nine, rather play Jesus off the right and then Foden um, in the false nine in, in this formation that Ryan said. Um, it does leave a little bit... Um, does leave it little light in midfield with only Rodri as the defensive-minded midfielder. So I'd say there needs to be uh, Gundo in there, but I'm not sure where he fits in or how with these attackers in. Um, I'll I'll be curious to hear Luke's answer. Yeah, so that's that's because I have in the dark, um, I've put Gundo in because I think originally when we were just chatting about this question beforehand, we were saying, you know, if it was Champions League final, what's the what's the 11 going to be? Um, I mean, if, it's, right. if it was the Champions League final, then he would start Walker in goal and then no, <laughs> no defenders and then seven midfielders Beautiful. and then Zinchenko up front or something Zing. like that. But yeah, I love that. um but yeah no i i've got i've got pretty much the same except i don't have jesus in i have gundo in and i have some sort of kdb foden jack rotation as a false nine um but it's crazy to me that we're talking of bilver as a sort of almost as a certainty in this 11 Mm -hmm. yeah and you know four months ago he was trying to ship him out to anywhere Really? Um, that's, that's the thing. Luke, we were talking on the, on the episode we talked about City uh, and, and the things we got wrong in the draft and the things we got right. Like, I don't know that anybody could have blamed us for, for ranking Bilva where we did. Like, the talk was nothing but him leaving. It, it, they were talking about destinations. They were talking about, you know, how um, he didn't swap, have a spot. Swap for Messi. Yeah, yeah, didn't have a spot in the squad anymore and all these different things. And, you know, Pep didn't rate him. And, and then, you know, suddenly he looks like legitimately, I mean, he looks like one of the top five midfielders in the world right now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not, even, it's not even just the game time. Like, last season he didn't play much and he still wasn't that productive from a fantasy perspective. So even if you are projecting, okay, actually he's somehow going to find his way into the team, you're not projecting the 13 point whatever he's on FPG that he's on now. And it's just, yeah, he's without doubt the biggest shock of the the Man City season anyway for us. So He was at 8.7 points per start last season. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, a shell of himself. Yeah. And he only he had 24 starts, so more than actually I would have thought, but still. Mm. I feel that there is a there is a city player like this every season. So I remember there was like Mares, um I think it was the season before where he didn't actually play and then he was taken in like round 5 6 and then he only played 21 only started 21 games and still managed like top 10 overall score or something like that so um it was written in the stars that we would miss one um, city player um but who knew it was Bilva right yeah. I mean, right i've got a i've got a follow up question on this then so ignoring the back six, so ignoring the Edison, Walker, Stones, Diaz, Cancelo, Rodri, who is the first name on the team sheet out of those attacking dozen? <laughs> I mean, it has to be KDB. Do you think? Uh, healthy. We have been we have been talking about we have been talking about uh, this we um, in our group chat as well as um under a post by overthinking football yeah um mm. where where they they posited that they looked at players after I, I think it was after seven or nine game weeks or something like that so a few weeks a few weeks ago um how values changed last season from like the first nine to the um second 21 or 31 or whatever uh, 29 sorry mm-hmm. um and and it was it was a, it was a good conversation so it's like um there was i think there were seven players who remained in the top 20 from after the first nine weeks or something like that i'd have to look back uh on the actual article they they posted but okay. the the idea was that um that we are too much in focusing on on recent value mm. and i think that's the case with kdb i think Sure. KDB is KDB, so he walks back into the team uh, once he's fully healthy, and and he um, and he takes that number one spot. Okay, so can I naturally transition us then? Because it seems like uh, counter to what you were just saying um, would be what the hell's going on with Luca Digne? <laughs> oh yeah. Because val- I mean, if value is value, and if you know all things uh, usually or indefinitely, for the most part, revert to the norm, well, then what's up here? Well, that's uh, that's a that's a good question. I think <laughs> uh, that's that's something again that we talked about um, in our group chat, um, saying. Uh, or based on the athletic article that came out this morning and the fact that he was dropped uh, for Monday's game and there was obviously uh, now it, now it ca- it's come out uh, that there was a row uh, between um, Rafa and him and as he he started questioning his uh, Rafa's tactics and he was dropped um, so I think the value of Digne's um, counterlinked to Rafa's um, Everton's Everton stay. I I think I've I've known Rafa to be 
a very hard-headed manager so I, i'm not i'm yeah i'm not expecting him to just put dinia back in with with a with a slap on the wrist saying you shouldn't do that again and then playing him again in at at left back he he he, he showed that he's willing to put in a uh, center back and play him left back um is it Holgate it over the weekend uh, it was Godfrey Godfrey yeah and, and they won I mean it took yeah. it took a Damari Gray worldie but <laughs> they, they won uh and Luke. it and and it did take um an absolute mismanagement by Arteta I think oh I mean yeah Ryan we won't rehash but uh look <laughs> what are you what's your take on Dunya? yeah I, I mean he's not the third rounder that he probably was in august no doubt but um i would keep the faith with him i don't think rafa's gonna go anywhere soon um they don't need to get him out of there they it's you know they didn't spend loads of money in the summer so it's not like they need to you know have the manager justifying that spend or anything like that they're not going to get relegated they're not going to get top six so you kind of think to yourself you know what why would you just sack him for the sake of sacking him and they've got probably i think in the next the next 10 games i think they've got chelsea but other than that it's not too bad at all so we could even we could be sitting here come january time with them you know comfortably top eight you know seven sitting seventh eight something like that um and I said, and I put in, in that chat earlier, you know, you take away the games against Liverpool and Man City where he got minus figures. Uh, Luca Dina's FPG is 9.02. And that's Michael Keane, that's Tomoyasu, that's Salisu, that's those sorts of players which people are raving about this year. So, um, yeah, he's, he's come down a little bit, but keep the faith with him if you own him. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily trade a lot for him, but I wouldn't mind him on my, on my roster. Um, Ryan, get your take in just a second, but Luke, I thought you might be, you know, find this interesting. Uh, did you follow the the news about how before he negotiated his new deal, uh, Luca Digne and his his representatives worked with a Dutch analytics firm to quantify his influence on the team, and they found that uh, out of like the le- top ten left backs in the entire world, he was one of the three most important to his team at his position. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, I, in fact, it's probably through you guys that I, I came across that as well. Um, I mean, fair play to him, right? right? Uh, I mean, it's a negotiation. You have to. Or you if you pay take... someone to find something, they'll find it. Uh, yeah, that's very true. That's, that reminds me. I mean, if you're on set pieces as a left back, there's not many left backs in in the world that are on the set or used to be on the set pieces that he used to be on. So he's going to be that creative and it's probably not that hard to find, <laughs> like uh, Ryan said, uh, some statistics showing it. So, Yeah, yeah and the, even even in open play, most of the attack attacks were drawn through him. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was always going to be the case, um, even under Ancelotti, who, who yeah. obviously had... Some some availability from James Rodriguez, which could have shifted his uh, set piece and his um, his um, open play attacking value as well. But we know that there was not much of an availability from Rodriguez. So so like general training had to had to have been 
um, focused on on attacking through through that left side. So yeah, yeah, it's it's no surprise. It's no surprise, <laughs> but it's it's a good it's a good tidbit. Um, all right, Ryan, what's your take on uh, WTF Dinier? Um, yeah, I mean his his value is obviously predicated upon being on the field. So if this this little you know row between him and Rafa continues, then it's 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 not good. But just judging from a, a ghost point perspective, um, he's been really tricky to to predict. Um, I think there's a three or four weeks ago in the in the ghost point article, I I pointed out that he I think he dropped like 18 ghost points or something. Um, yeah. after they so they conceded like three goals um but then there are weeks where he didn't contribute uh, much at all and looking at his his overall um ghost point numbers he's averaging a little under 10 uh this season and uh last season he had around 11 so it's it's not far off his his uh regular ghost point contribution when you compare last season and and this season um so i'm I'm kind of uh, with with Luke on this. As long as he's on the pitch, I'm not that worried about him. But this this um, kerfuffle with with Rafa and um, that's keeping him off the pitch is is what concerns me. Yeah, and, and just joining on from that, um, I think January will be important because as we just saw last week, they don't have a alternative left back. So if we see in January, they Everton go for a new left back, then obviously we get really concerned or. or Dina Rostros should get concerned but um, not having an alternative natural left back probably helps him there right right oh absolutely I mean they were supposed to go for a right back in the offseason and they didn't do that um, and that was like a glaringly obvious spot where they needed a replacement um, who wasn't 42 uh, <laughs> so like it just I just don't R.I.P. Jibril Sidibe I, I, don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand um, the management, you know, like of this this team. I just like you basically set Rafa Benitez up to fail, and I I I don't have a whole lot of love for Everton, clearly, but at the same time, like I I just think it's it's so soon to to hop on Rafa as as being the cause of all this, especially given the um, the fixture difficulty that he's had to, to come up against. Yeah, I mean the it's weird because Moshiri's spent like a drunken sailor since he took over Everton. I mean, he gave Komen and and um, and Silva a ton of money to spend, and it was all spent poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you give Rafa, I think, less than two million net spend this summer, um, and he gets you gems like like Dros and and Gray. Seriously. Um, so yeah, it's it's a weird situation. And then of course with the Liverpool links, I I never thought it was going to work because of that. The first you know hint of trouble, the the fan base is going to turn on them, and it looks like that's what they've they've done. But yeah, of course Arteta bailed them out. Poor Dros. Poor poor Dros. Poor Arsenal. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andros Townsend last three weeks, four point eight average score. Brutal Just, schedule though. Yeah, yeah. And if Rafa stays, I, I think he's a buy low candidate right I now. I think so, one hundred percent. If that schedule continues, although with the festive season, he's he's no spring chicken. Well, <laughs> but uh, median point per start thirteen point three, um, goes points per start nine point six. So hey, <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I love me some Dros. <laughs> All right, ready to move on, boys. 
Yep. All right, sweet. So we don't we can't we don't need to talk about this for for that long. However, because I don't think it's going to necessarily affect uh, fantasy all that much. But we were talking well, with our our friend Drafter Thoughts, and he was just curious. Given you know we have a couple of Liverpool fans in here, uh, the Liverpool front line contract drama and how that's all shaking out. Um, if there's going to be any implications in terms of future draft picks, uh, I guess maybe we can we can paint it in that light. I don't know. What do you think, Toddy? Yeah, um, I think um, it's probably not going to affect uh, this season's fantasy no. values um, unless there is a huge bid coming in for any of the um, out-of-contract or future out-of-contract players. But, yeah, um, I mean, I have my... Um, wayward ideas about uh, the front line. I, I, I fully expected Liverpool to start shipping Salah this off season. Um, and they didn't, which was a bit of a surprise for me because I, um, I don't think they, they can afford to give Mane and Salah both big contracts. I think Firmino will take will happily take a lower wage um and and be a rotational option for the ne- for his next contract which would be like a, a three or a four year contract and then and then go somewhere um to earn money after that mm. um but the other two guys are just two high profile players to to not demand huge wages and and the wage structure at uh, Liverpool has been pretty pretty well managed um i think most of the new guys have already signed uh, or the uh, top guys have already signed new contracts in uh, in the summer so uh, uh, Alisson um TAA and Robo signed I think um this summer and they signed contracts with with wages around 150,000 per week something like that mm-hmm. um which is which is pretty okay I mean Kappa is on 155 I think <laughs> <laughs> um, but Salah wants four hundred. Yeah, Lacazette is on one eighty, Maguire on one one ninety. So yeah, around that that range. Dombele around two hundred, I think. Um, so wow. So, yeah. So so definitely definitely under under that um, that range. Yeah, Salah wants four hundred, and that would put him up to KDB. Uh, and De Gea levels, not 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 Cristiano Ronaldo levels, but but up up at the top top three, so above Jack Grealish type. Wow. So and 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 I think he fully deserves that. He's he's currently the best player in the world, and um, I don't think there is much question about that. Mbappe is doing doing good things, but. Um, with risk of upsetting our French listeners, that's the Farmers League again. Um, <laughs> so, so. Um, so wait, is the French League and the Scottish League the Farmers League? I'm still confused about this. I mean, they farm different things, in different <laughs> leagues. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I I have to apologise for our Scottish League comment now. Uh, let, we're just. This is a way for us to 
to gauge listenership honestly yeah. so we try we try to offend uh, a nation or a league every week so that we get <laughs> we get comments back uh, and we we can yeah. we can that that way we don't have to pay for a service that that monitors our uh, podcast listens so. and it's, it's be purely coincidence that we criticize the scottish league when the english guy comes on so that's just yeah. coincidence <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so so going back going back to Salah, I think, I think he will sign because not not because he he um, because there is a there is a structure in place for him to sign. I think he'll sign because he's too much of a loss to lose on a free and um, and I don't think there is any market for him right now. So like PSG are tapped out mm. um, with. Um, with the Messi signing, and even if they get some money for Mbappe um, in the winter uh, from Real Madrid, it's not going to be the 100, 200 million that they they would uh, look for. Um, if they don't, then he's leaving on a free at the end of the season, which is even worse. Um, but then Real Madrid would have to pay obscene amounts of wages for mm-hmm. him, so that's them out of the question and and I doubt that he'd go to City and we're out of teams that can afford a 200 million or a 150 million player with mm-hmm. 400 or 500,000 uh, in wages weekly so I don't think there is there is a market for him right now so he'll he'll sign and uh, he'll break somewhat break the wage structure at Liverpool. Yeah, and I'm honestly fine with it. <laughs> yeah, and I think <laughs> I hope they talk him down a little bit, and then he signs. But I think they will have to sell money to finance that. Mm. And I a lot and more that, replaceable than Salah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that's and and my and my um, way too early uh, prediction is that money goes to Newcastle. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, did you guys hear that Newcastle want to offer Jesse Lingard two hundred thousand a week? <laughs> yeah, o- offer four. Six. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say offer four for money and then <laughs> be done with it. Yeah, that's their that's their plan. Their plan is uh, in the in the January window. Try to get this was on today's transfer window podcast. Uh, they want to try to get Lingard in for two hundred k. All right, Christ. moving on, <laughs> Luke. Let's talk about Spurs because they've had some COVID issues, to, to put it very lightly, um, over the last couple of days and have already had to cancel uh, their international match. And it's looking likely that this weekend's match is a no-go against Brighton, uh, putting the Game Week 17 matchup against Leicester in question. So everybody just picked up all these Spurs assets. What are we doing? Yeah, this is just typical, right? So I have had Adama Traore and Sterling all season, and I finally got fed up of just not knowing whether or not they're going to play. So I traded them both to the guy who owns Harry Kane. So it was Kane for Adama and Sterling. And now now Spurs are never going to play in the league again. Um, So, yeah, that that trade's gone well. Honestly, Um, quadruple game week, you're going to be money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one game. Yeah. We're one. F- four, four <laughs> times five is 
is is something that I mean I think you're better off not having to play Kane at at this point in time. Yeah, because yeah, maybe. He's, get, he's getting you five six points a game. Um, let's start with okay. God, where do we even? Okay, let's start with this. Um, fan tracks leagues default scoring. Who are you dropping? I I. It just really depends. I said to in the group the uh, the other day, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen with COVID now. Like things are so up in the air. I would not make any decisions until you know kickoff of the games because anything can happen. Your 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 opponent could be down to seven players, and so what would be the point in dropping a Hoiberg or a Emerson Royale or a, you know anyone? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of a sit-on-the-fence answer, but I would just really wait until the last moment. Mm. Ryan, what do you think? Um, yeah, but I'm I'm not facing, of course, anybody with uh, with Spurs or, or Brighton assets this week. So well, obviously. I've got to yeah. try and field a, a decent uh, 10 or 11. Um, so, yeah, I'm down to the bare bones. So I've, I've dropped Tanganga. Um, I... I'd think about holding Davies. I'm holding Sanchez um, just because he's been he's been great. Um, yeah, we talked the in, the, in the group chat about Dyer and a couple others that you you might want to. I mean, I, d- I don't know why you would drop them now, though, right? Like if if you if you've got uh, Crystal Palace Everton players, they're, they're the, are they the last match on Sunday? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know something could come down with that game or, or whatever game. Like we're such in a unprecedented period. Well, not unprecedented anymore, I guess, is it? But uh, no. but with yeah, Omicron, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Only, yeah. It would be just my luck to go over there and all the games be canceled. But <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, the don't even put it out would, to the universe. I'm, yeah, I'm so dreading it. The um, <laughs> the only thing I would caution about that is that once the the Spurs uh, Brighton game is officially postponed, and it, it might have been already. There's going to be a mad dash for any decent viable streamers um, on yeah. the wire. So if you if you uh, yeah if you beat them to the punch, um, then I'd caution that if you're if you're on the if you're on the fence. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. just drop all of my decent assets. Like I said, I'm holding Sanchez and a couple others. Yeah, I think, I think um, I agree. I, I the only the only guys I'd be dropping would be Loris um, and and Tanganga and maybe Dyer. Okay. All the rest, I'm I'm still holding and and looking out. Maybe like we said that um, we talked about this, and if 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 we're counting the 10 days from the 10th um which was well sorry the 7th which was yesterday um whichever day you're listening to this so the 7th of december so if 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 they have 10 days um out then even even the third game in line is um is being it could be questioned because that's on the nineteenth. Oh wow! So they would they would actually have like um, a one practice before that, or two two 
two trainings before that, and that's Liverpool. Mm. So I think they, if they, if they go on the postponement route, they'll push for postponing all three upcoming Premier League games, which th- then in turn would make me drop Dyer, maybe Sanchez, Davies, and Royal as well. Yeah, but I mean that, it, that has to be confirmed first. Yeah. It, it's again not a great answer but it really does depend on the makeup of your squad right like if you're holding no injuries then you can afford to put your three Tottenham players on the bench exactly. but um yeah it's really dependent okay oh man uh okay so we're obviously keep, we're holding Kane we're holding Sun um other guys that you are 100% without a doubt holding no matter what happens whether they miss one game or three regular okay Sanchez. I, think, I mean, Sanchez isn't even nailed on. That was my thought, yeah. he He's had two games, and one of those was propped up by goal. So, if it's, I'm... He's been ghosting well, but if it's... Uh, Romero's going to be out for the foreseeable future. If there's a change in that, or it does end up being three games, then I'd think about dropping him. But if, if not, then... I'm going to hold because he's been doing very well. Yeah, I, I really think. wouldn't hesitate to drop anyone other than Son and Kane um, if it meant winning a game. Like we're in game week 16 now. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. If it's like, between that, it, yeah, you got to do it at this point. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. I mean, if it's between, yeah, if it's between hoarding a Spurs asset for four weeks from now, potentially, or you know, getting a W, like you, you need to. Where's the point in the season, I think you're alluding to, Luke, where it's like, you can't just take these things for granted. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, remind and me, the the way it works with postponed games is they're droppable throughout the game week, right? They don't lock in because the game isn't happening. Yeah, you need to confirm. So you can wait until with, the end. Yeah, you need to confirm with your um, commissioner, but there, there are two settings that they have to um, check uh, and they have to look out for one uh, is a setting i will tell you where it is but one is a setting that locks players that do not have games on the first game of the game week which mm. you which you don't want no uh, yeah, because you want to you you want to be able to uh, drop and pick them up and the other one is the one that puts all these players on waivers at the end of the last game, which you definitely want because you don't want these players to be uh, able to be picked up after the game week has gone, only on waivers. So these are the two um, settings that you that you need to um, have set. Um, just drop us a DM if you can't find them because I'll I'll answer those in the DMs. Nice. Beautiful. But for most leagues they'll be droppable throughout the game week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the basic uh setting that we, we set as as uh as the as the out of the box setting um is 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 for them to be able to drop then picked up throughout the game week mm. okay 
Um, and then for those who are looking to, you know, recover assets in the form of streamers, we've talked about them uh, at length. All of, you know, many of our articles uh, this week have been focused on streamers. So check those out. Uh, the fixture difficulty tracker will help you quite a bit. You will see that um, Brentford, West Ham, Manchester United, uh, Arsenal, Manchester City, even Crystal Palace with Everton. They have pretty, pretty weak opponents this week and going forward so things to think about things to think of. there's 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 streamers out there so don't don't worry too much um but just you got to make that determination whether or not you want to hold somebody depending on how long it's going to be so that we will leave up to you good listeners okay guys we got to talk uh, a little bit more about afcon let's make this one quick uh because we had again a whole massive discussion about afcon like AFCON'd i don't know out. two weeks ago <laughs> yeah ridiculous but now apparently it might be getting pushed up um so gosh it, and it would potentially mean uh that players could miss game weeks 22 through 25 um which is pretty concerning but um i don't know that it changes a whole lot really for me in terms of the players i was already going to be keeping and and holding on to and the ones that i was probably dropping i mean i I don't know what what do you think toddy i mean this the 22 to 25 possibly is the conservative um suggestion on afcon the pushing up would mean 19 20 21 22 23 oh okay so um if they have to leave for afcon on the 27th of december which they have been um there have been rumors about then they are missing 19 20 21 22 and 23 for sure and then maybe 24 and 25 depending on how their teams progress because uh, um, game week 25 is um, is on the 12th of February and um, FCON finishes on the 6th or 7th so I I'd say that they they could be back for 25 they should be back for 25 so even if the they go to the final then then they're missing until 24 so in the conservative um calculations they're missing two or maximum three in the less conservative one they're missing an additional three games which would be brutal absolutely gut-wrenching mm. so honestly if that's the case if they're missing five to six games I'm not sure I'd uh, that's another question about dropping players and not dropping players but but other than Mane and Salah I'd, I'd be I'd be hard-pressed to to name any other Afcon player that I'd keep for six or five game weeks Knowing that they they're not going to play, but, but this yeah, I mean, shifted if that's around so much that I I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm sure it's going to shift again. So like, I don't want to make any any sudden moves because dear God, yeah, it can be canceled I last minute. I mean, who the hell? Exactly, knows? exactly. I wouldn't make moves right now 
but for those teams or those yeah. rosters that are heavily affected, you need to be right on the money when when news comes out. Oh man, Luke, any thoughts on this one? <laughs> <It's not laughs> no, I mean the, the the one thing I'd say is you know there's a lot of sources out there that will keep track of this so that you yes. don't have to spend the the time that is probably going to be wasted when it does get cancelled. Like Ryan says, um, Ben Quellin's, uh Twitter page is obviously the go-to there. Um, so yeah, yeah, let right. other people stress so you don't have to. Exactly, and, and there has been talk of potential uh, cancellation with the Omicron, uh, you know, strain out there as well. So I mean, it, it's completely up in the air. I, and not to mention the fact that Premier League teams have been negotiating with the tournament um, and with tournament officials. Uh, so you could see you could see an agreement that they come to where they're allowed to stay. Like I, I just for the life of me, I cannot picture. Premier League teams allowing these players to leave before playing the Boxing Day matches. I just, I cannot see that being yeah. a reality. I, I, I agree. It's one of the biggest days of the entire year. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I think just stay tuned, like Luke said, right? It's the best we can do. All right, let's move on to Arsenal. Um, Ryan, let's let's Woo-hoo. let's have you t- let's have you weigh in on this one because I think you probably you know you, you're following this much more than than the rest of us. Although we do have some notes from DraftLad, which maybe you could share with us as well. But um, basically, oh, yeah. the the long and short of it is, we have a forward a bit of a forward mess at Arsenal currently. Um, Toddy's calling it a conundrum. So <laughs> what, what what do we do? Um, I, I roster. Shitshow would be. I mean, better. Yeah. Aside from just dropping all of these players or tossing them into the ocean, like I, <laughs> I roster Abba in in one league. That's been miserable. Um, I know you have Pepe in, in multiple. That's been miserable. Yeah. Uh, Lacazette recently. Well, same thing. So, what's yeah. what's the thought? It's funny. I um I traded uh, our our dear friend um chuck booth in uh, our com league i traded him oba for uh for bailey <laughs> I, I jokingly messaged to him i was like i still feel like i got the the better end of that that trade <laughs> despite bailey being out for like a month and a half right um because yeah oba's been you know three points or yeah this last game he, he didn't start um so yeah it's 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 quite an issue we just We've been completely reliant on two, you know, 19-year-olds in ESR and, and Saka uh, for goals with Oba just missing sitter after sitter. Yeah. And Lacazette is, has come in um, and added some some energy and some, some decent hold-up play, but he's been starved of, of chances as well, which gets back to the, the original sin that Arteta's style of play, for the most part, just... It's very predictable and boring and just does not create enough chances, um, particularly for a, a misfiring Aubameyang to, to put in. And so I don't like Aubameyang to begin with and fantasy-wise just because he's super goal-dependent and this year definitely because he's not scoring any goals, of course. Um, Lacazette usually scores a lot better than, than he is right now, yeah. um, which is which is worrying. Um, and then... <laughs> The most worrying part from, from my part, um, is that Eddie and Ketia is getting minutes, um, somehow. <laughs> Terrible player. I'm, I hate, I, I feel harsh because he's, he's an academy 
kid and he's he's really loyal um guy but I, i've seen him miss way too many sitters uh over the past several years for me to trust him at all but frozen out didn't play a lick then he comes out and says he's not going to sign a contract and now all of a sudden he's he's getting minutes and coming in <laughs> when there's n- literally no one else on the bench other than him and pepe coming in for pepe and missing a sitter shocker the, the, <laughs> pepe picture, the pepe picture when he was coming him. on yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it in real time, and I was like, "God, that's going to be such a good meme." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was. I think I tweeted out like, "Pepe is all of us right now." Mm-hmm. Like, what on earth are you thinking? And then the best part was um, Arteta's post-match press conference, where he's like, "You saw what you saw what he did on the pitch. That's what he's been doing in training all day." And I'm like, "Yeah, exactly. Missing fucking sitters." <laughs> That's exactly what he's been doing. So why do you put him on? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. To to make to, yeah, make a long story short, it's really going to be telling if if Pepe doesn't get a start on Saturday with ESR probably out. Um, Saka's got a little bit of a knock, but he obviously started um, versus Everton. Oba misfiring, Laka not doing anything, and Martinelli with a hamstring injury. I swear to God, if he starts in Ketia <laughs> over Pepe on Saturday, one, I'm going to walk out, and two, I'm going to r- probably rage drop Pepe. So, yeah, that's that's where we that's are. That's not the worst thing in the world, though, is it? Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> okay. That's the last draw. <laughs> uh, every, it's been everybody's last draw, like, <laughs> weeks ago, but I've I've kept the faith for this very moment. And if it doesn't come to fruition, I'll drop him, and then he'll get picked up by Newcastle, and I'll hate my life. <laughs> and what does everyone's being picked up by Newcastle? What does uh, <laughs> yeah. what does Balogun have to do to get out of these two chumps? Oh, I think that's a great shout. I think he needs to be loaned, to be honest, because he's got a ton of talent. Um, been killing these poor U23 teams for for years. Um, <laughs> he started he started the opening match against against Brentford and you know the occasion when I think too big for him um, didn't really do well. But I would st- I would play him over Eddie and Ketia. So if it's I'm, between those I'm, two, it's not a it's not a question. I'm just looking at his uh, just looking at his thing on fan tracks now, and his latest news is that he's in the starting eleven for Friday's opener against Brentford. <laughs> so, that's, that's good to know. Very active ever that since. Really good. That's really good information. Not as active as the RotoWire writers, apparently. <laughs> I love how sometimes they have a little bit of cheek to them as, as well, like the comments. <laughs> I, yeah. I do I do appreciate that, the, the RotoWire. Yeah, I sent you that Johnny Evans one. Yeah. Were, it's, it's like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and Ashley Young was like, um, he, he scored a goal of um, playing up front, so he's likely to get some chances um, uh, in the front three. I'll let you decide if that's a good thing or not or something like that. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, this is what he said about Johnny Evans. The big center back isn't much of an offensive or fantasy threat and isn't worth chasing moving forward. <laughs> didn't, it, didn't it say scored a goal, likely his only one for the season? <laughs> Evan scored his first and likely only goal of the yeah. season during Wednesday's clash. <laughs> oh, and that's shit. not I mean that's not even not even it's accurate. It's not even accurate. Yeah. yeah. He has a goal in him. He has at least like three goals a season. 
That's true. We yeah. should have done an advent calendar of our favorite Rotowire uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. shouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 idea. make a note of it for next season. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Maybe we can do that in the off season. Maybe we can do that yeah. uh, as like a lead up to to next year's draft kit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> uh let's see. Okay. Do we want to mention I mean, is there anything else to say about Arsenal? Like unfortunately, Ryan, I mean it. It, there's not a lot of options there. Yeah, I mean, like, it's fantasy wise, um, I, I called out Odegaard a couple weeks ago, and he's been paying dividends the last couple weeks. He he was one of the few um, on the pitch that played that played well and can hold his head up high, along with with Tierney um, versus Everton, and he's pretty much uh, nailed on at this point and, and scoring pretty well and against Southampton with Willie Caballero and Salazu uh, out he, he should be good um, this weekend but yeah I'm, I'm I'm hoping against hope for a for a Pepe start um, in which case obviously if he's on your wire pick him up <laughs> yeah yeah but but um, at this point is it fair to say that even if he starts, you're not starting Lacazette? I'm starting him against. I'm starting any decent asset, even if you know they're not firing right now. So I'm, if Lacazette is starting versus the Southampton at home, yeah, I'm starting him. Forwards, Unless I have a ridiculous bench. Forwards averaging 11.7 against Southampton. Yeah, and like yeah, I said, yeah. their defense is okay. debilitated. Um, and it's a home game, Arsenal. Oh yeah, that's right. Salas, who has uh, a yellow card, so he's out. Yeah. And then uh, like a couple said, of their their full <laughs> both of their fullbacks, right? Two forty year old goalkeepers, right, right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. I Luke. mean, Caballero was decent last time he played. That's fair. Was it? Yeah, was this it? Is the... all, this is all shaping up for them to get a, a, a clean sheet against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wasn't wasn't the last time we saw Caballero when? Um, um, sorry, tried to what? sub him, sub him on. <laughs> the oh, didn't yes. come off. Subgate, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. yeah. All right, Luke. Anything to add about Arsenal assets before we move on? Uh, not really. I mean, just to just to add to the Lacazette one. I do feel like we've watched that movie before, where he comes on, <laughs> looks a little bit bright for a bit. Um, everyone likes his work rate, and you know things like that, and then he just disappears again. So. If it happens again, inevitably in January or whenever it is, just don't get fooled for it. I mean, the last time that he scored more than ten points was October eighteenth. Yeah, was that the Palace game where he scored the last minute goal? Exactly. <laughs> and then he got four starts in a row, where no doubt his roster ship probably roster ship is that a word? Have I just made? I that think up? you no. I think you're you're onto something here. <laughs> yeah, if okay. you made it up. If you made it up, it sounds great. <laughs> anyway, I imagine a lot of people got drawn into uh, to getting Lacazette then, and and we're back now to the normal Lacazette. So I actually really like him as a player, which I'm sure quite a few Arsenal fans do. But so does Tati. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, the the normal Lacazette fantasy wise scores pretty well. This is the this is evil Lacazette. I've never seen this kind of Lacazette <laughs> fantasy wise. This is his evil twin. He, yeah, he I mean, does he was 11.6 point per start last last yeah. season. This Clearly, is evil, like... His evil twin, Nada Zet. <laughs> yes. 
Like some, like every manager good. seems to just sort of give up <laughs> on him eventually, don't they? Like over oh, yeah. the last however many years. So. But yeah. I'd caution for for January um, if Afcon continues. Obviously, Aubameyang and and it doesn't matter anymore. But Pepe is going as well. <laughs> you have to think unless they buy somebody or freaking Enketia signs the inevitable contract that he's going to. Um, that he's gonna he's gonna play most of the games in, in January. So that's true. If you have to drop him, drop him. But I'd be thinking about picking him back up once Afcon rears its ugly head. That's fair. Yeah, I think that that's mm. a good call. They're gonna. I mean, they're just gonna need him. That's there's no yeah. way around it. Yeah. Okay. Finally, let's get back to some actual fantasy value talk here. Um, Chelsea. I think this is this <laughs> this is a really good point, Toddy. I'm glad that you brought this up, or whoever did, um, because this is one of the things with with Chelsea assets. Like, there's an allure to Chelsea assets because now and now and then you see them blow out a team five seven nil, but then again, there could be stretches where they seem to struggle to score a goal until maybe the seventieth minute. Sort of like slide into like a one nil victory, and and three out of four of your Chelsea assets have done really nothing on the week, and you you come away pretty frustrated. So you've called this the fluctuating values of Chelsea assets. I'm I'm curious, like Toddy, if you just want to explain to us kind of the thinking behind this. Did I did I get it sort of right? Yeah, I think I think that's that's um, that's what I was aiming at. I think um, we've seen, like most recently, last last two game weeks, everyone's all over Mount and and how his value skyrocketed and how it's back to his usual self. Um, before that, for four game weeks or five, even in a row, Reese James was uh, getting. A clean sheet and then at, at least one attacking return. So he was scoring in the twenties for, for five games in a row. Before that, it was, um, Chilwell who was, who was getting an attacking return every game. And before that, it was Alonso was playing well. We had very high hopes, although unfulfilled, but still very high hopes for Lukaku. Everyone's talking about him being top five rest of the season, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so it just seems to me that we're only in game week 16 and we've already had like three distinctly different um ways that we were looking at Chelsea assets for for uh, top level Chelsea assets for value because obviously like these I I, I want to call them mid level but they are on Chelsea they are the lower level assets like uh, like um Christensen and Ziyech well, and sure. and um and these guys we we kind of know what we get so they 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 start a few then they miss a few they they probably give you great streaming value but you're probably not going to be able to stream them because they are being held yeah, on rosters are. and their uh, managers are getting frustrated with them they're getting traded in in like two for one deals as the, as the add on, uh, which mm. then looks like an inspired choice when when the player plays like like Hudson Doy is being traded as a as a potential high upside um, sleeper or streamer, and then he plays four games and gets fifteen points each. 
then you're you're feeling like you've just won fantasy and then he gets benched for three games so we know we know what the value is for these lower level assets the big question is 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 the top level assets and 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 what what do we do with these these guys what do we do with Reese James what do we do with Romelu Lukaku what do we do with Mason Mount Luke <laughs> well as a Mason Mount owner a recent Mason Mount uh, acquisition um, nice. I'm hoping that he uh, he does do the business um, and to be honest I'm actually normally glass half empty on my own uh, fantasy players but I do think I trust Mount more than more than probably any Chelsea player to be honest um, and that inc- even includes Reese James um, I, I completely disagree with Jeannie in that I think he's an absolutely incredible player just an unbelievable player to watch and you know whatever it was at the start of the season um wisdom teeth yeah i i think i think tuchel knows that you know this guy's his most creative player and that is in a team with the likes of pulisic zayic um you know havertz uh, verno whoever it is like this guy's the best player there and uh yeah so so i'm all in on that uh, Mount for me, the thing that maybe wouldn't be appealing. I mean, as a fantasy asset, I, I'm I'm all in. I think like maybe if you're genie, what he's saying is like he he makes things look so effortless that at times he like his play can look boring. I think. Yeah, I mean, okay. So the the, the way I see it is that Mount um, probably probably now, but you know, even six months ago. We were talking of him in the same breath as Jack Grealish, and Jack Grealish has just gone for 108 million pounds. So that's the sort of level of player that yeah. he is. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think the fact that he reads the game so well, and he's probably doesn't need to use necessarily pace or or even skill, I guess, to to get into space. Um, maybe maybe actually detracts from him to to some people. I don't know. Uh, I'm all in though. I I agree, and the he has flexibility going for him as well. I mean, in a, particularly in a team that's ravaged by injuries and obviously likes to to rotate, he can play really any midfield and or winger uh, position. So you can slot him in whenever, um, and when he starts, he he kills it. So yeah, I've I've never really doubted Mount as a fantasy asset. It's just been the the random wisdom teeth uh, and the the rotation. So. If he's well, rotation's really the only the only knock on him. If he plays, he he kills it. And his his war this season must be must be ridiculous because he's had what three uh, over twenty point uh, starts his last three I think um, three or four maybe. Um, yeah, it's 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 nuts. And if you if yeah if you bought low like like Luke a couple weeks ago, um, good on you. All right, real quick. Quick question for the group, though. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Then I then I have a couple quick questions. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think? Who's the Who's the top five total point scorers fantasy wise from Chelsea? Oh, I have it up. <laughs> I, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll abstain. Uh, I don't Thought have he? it up. Um, I'll go Alonso. Top nope. five. Top five. Yep. Uh. <sighs> Don't tell uh, me Tia- someone like Mendy's in there. Tiago Silva. Um, number five. <laughs> Tiago Silva, number five. Um, 
Yeah. Mount. Number two. Reese James. Number one. So we're looking for three and four. Three and four. And neither is Alonso. No. Don't tell me it's still Kovacic. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That'd be amazing. As much as Genie would <laughs> love that to happen. No. Is it Chile? No. Think of slow and steady wins the race. Rudiger? Yeah, he's number three. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Luke, yeah. you said it. Uh, Mendy. Was it was it Mendy? Yeah. Mendy's for Oh, my yeah. God. You wouldn't know it As recently, but... <laughs> yeah, dear God. I mean, I lucked into picking up Thiago Silva in the community league and have been trying to trade him out ever since. <laughs> and I didn't manage to trade him out, and he's been scoring 12 points every game, so good it's on like me. me and Tarkowski. So, Toddy, here's here's just a little exercise I, I want to get from each of you, um, and just in terms of like our perceptions of of the the high Chelsea high flyers, I want to get from each of you too high, too low, about right. Okay, so currently rostered at a hundred percent, Reese James. About right. Too low. Too, too low. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be higher. Mason Mount, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. About yeah. right. Too low. Antonio Rudiger, hundred percent. Oof. That seems high because there's that like some actually, ridiculous ballers that are not even like 89. Yeah, and it's and it's you know a lot of this is leagues that maybe just disappeared after draft day or something like that. So he wasn't a you know a notable name back in August. I would say obviously people knew him, but I wouldn't say people were predicting a 11 FPG season. No. So yeah, I'd say that's a little high. Okay, Mendy, hundred percent. Uh, you have to. I think that's fair. Yeah. Kai Havertz, 96. <laughs> I would have dropped him ages ago. Dropped? Yeah. 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 Yeah, if I couldn't trade him out, I would have dropped him. Really? Yeah, he's like six points a game. 2.5. He's injured. He, he's getting like nine points with a goal because he has <laughs> dispossessions and the yellow card. Yeah, those are Mopi numbers. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, his numbers are trash. When you re- when you look at them, they're they're very bad. They're super bad. They're very very bad. <laughs> um, okay, so ninety six is actually way too high. I mean, if you can get anything for him at this point, I'm I'm willing. Um, Tiago Silva ninety four. I'm I'm all for it now. I'm I'm a <laughs> Silva believer now. Okay, what about Aspi at 94? He's been frustrating as hell of late. Got him in the 10th round, started out like a house on fire, and now he can't get a game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Thiago Silva started nine games, and Aspi started eight games. Yeah, but that was October 16th. Yeah. And then he didn't play again until December 1st, and he went 68 minutes. And then, yeah. I think if he doesn't yeah. start any of the next two with um, with Alonso not doing much and then obviously chill well out, uh, I don't know. I think uh, Aspi could play right wing and Reese James left wing. And if he's not in the team for the next two or three, then it, that's got to be far too high. Okay. Pulisic, 93. Far too high. 
Yeah. Yeah, there was a time that I definitely wouldn't have kept him. Yeah. I would now, obviously, because he's going to get some games in the festive season. But, yeah, early on, I would have dropped him. I, I have people asking me if, if they should trade <sighs> him in. And I'm... I'm, I'm firmly, I mean, I'm firmly a no. Depends on how you, you can, can or what you get, what do you have to give up to trade? I, I suppose, in. I suppose, yeah. I'm, I'm going to trade away Tom cleverly for Christian Pulisic. Sure, <laughs> yeah, fine, yeah, fine, sure. All right, what about Marcus Alonso? Ninety percent. That's got to be too low, right? Yeah, yeah. With the Chilwell news, right? That's. Absolutely. I mean, you, the, even if he doesn't score well right now. A starting left wing back for Chelsea has to be hundred percent rostered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, four four that, more. That said that said I I I am so glad I didn't spend half my remaining fab um on him so far. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, He's what got um, leads. He's got leads coming up, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean true. his he ghost can, points are okay. He had the one against City that was that was brutal. But um, that included a yellow card. He had it was he was uh, eight point seven five against Watford with a yellow and conceding a goal. Six point seven five against United. I mean, and I don't know. Did anyone <laughs> see how Saul Saul looked today at left wing back? No, I didn't watch it. Be interesting you, to see. I mean, you all, you guys, as well as our listeners, should. Um, just wait out draft lads midweek um, cup review article, mm. yeah, and you'll be able to you'll be able to read all about Sol Niguez's um, adventures in Russia. <laughs> Sounds like a movie. <laughs> Russia with love. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quick fires here. We got Lukaku at eighty eight percent. That is interesting. Bad. Yeah, that's just from him coming in late. I think. Yeah. That that tells me yeah. that he's a buy low. I mean, no. If you'd get a buy low, because everybody's kept him and knows that he's back fit. So yeah, I think I that think twelve keep draft day value. Okay, it's probably twelve percent of the leagues who drafted before he came in and haven't and touched have the league ever yeah. since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, he's, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but he's had um, like he's he's had, I think seven starts and. Three of those were um, were um, quality starts, mm-hmm. which means that um, three of those were double digit. Four of those were like two pointers. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be throwing the kitchen sink at him. He's very much a Ronaldo. I mean, if he doesn't get you a goal, you're you're pretty disappointed. So I was just—he's a Vardy, he's a Kane. He's not getting he's aerials either. Like just he's got seven. He's averaging seven ghost points per start, same as Mane. Mm. But that says more about Mane. <laughs> no yeah. comment. Uh, that, that's what I want. That's what I was gonna say. Mane has been on a tear, really. Uh, oh, he's been so bad. Okay, ZH eighty-six percent. Too high. He's I'd, been starting, I'd want though. to keep him, but I mean, I think that's kind of crazy given yeah. how much he's been rotated. Afcon coming up. 
I mean, that's just uh, the difference between um, Pulisic and Ziyech is 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 um, strange because Ziyech has been starting and playing decent, and he's still a, only eighty-six, and Pulisic has not been starting and when he started he wasn't decent and he's in 93 so that must be a US bias yeah it's all those damn Americans isn't it it must be (laughs) keep in mind all of this is happening after uh, Tuchel told Berhalter to use Pulisic lightly uh, so that he could play for his club because you know when he went back to America of course and plays for the national team he gets injured which he does but, um, <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate. CONCACAF is, is there's really no rules Rough out here. Rough and tumble league. Yeah. <laughs> Go down to Honduras and come back to talk about it. But, I mean, Tuchel made it sound like he, was, he was planning on playing him. That, that's, the, that's the conundrum here. That's the, that's the irony. Like, but he sure, clearly was a good laugh. Just clearly was not planning on it. Um, okay, let's, let's finish it up with Jorginho at 83%. Eighty-three percent too high. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, beautiful. And one more. Uh, what's Timo Werner's? Uh, I was going to mention Timo seventy-seven. I think no. that's about fifty too high. <laughs> Wait, do you, anyone who doesn't have it up can you guess uh, Timo Werner's fantasy points per game? Five, four, three point seven five. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's I, so strange, I wouldn't, though, isn't it? It's so bad. Why is it strange, Luke? Just because, like, you know, you know, it's not even like you know, Chelsea are an incredible team. Surely you're just fitting players into those holes, and you know, I could score goals for Chelsea up top. But clearly, it's not the case. You've got Werner doing absolutely nothing. You've got Pulisic doing nothing. You've got Havertz doing nothing. Like. You look at it and go, how are Chelsea actually really good on fantasy? But mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Yeah. Freaking wingbacks. You, you question why these guys are actually playing. Like, I mean, Hudson Doy has been lights out in the last four games and he's not getting a look in in the last two. And, yeah. And misfiring Werner is playing instead of him. People get so frustrated with Pep and, and I think rightly so, but I mean... Tuchel's no better, but like people can't seem to do anything but sing his praises, and that's included in the FPL community. Like it just, it's very interesting to me the the different treatment that I think different managers get. You know, Pep is known as this, you know, rotation master, and like where he sometimes does it inexplicably. But how is Tuchel any better? Yeah, th- his I think name the- just doesn't flow as well, does it? For Tuchel Roulette, it just doesn't sound <laughs> as good. That's the reason. <laughs> also. Also, maybe these Chelsea assets are not actually good fantasy assets, so not many people expect great scores from. It's not like I'm I have KDB and I'm pretty relaxed, even if I'm twenty points behind in a matchup. Whereas if I have like Ziyech or Havertz or oh yeah or anyone else really from Chelsea, I'm I'm not relaxed. They might not start, and or they could get you one point five. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's not like like with with city assets, you know what you get when they start, and you get points galore. <laughs> Whereas with Chelsea attacking assets, I'd I'd be more 
honestly, I'm more frustrated with Chelsea defensive assets because they are the ones getting the good points. Hmm. Okay. Um, here's a question. We'll leave it on this one. Would you rather play Mares in a match where he's not starting off the bench or play Kai Havertz in a match where he is? Oh man, that's so bad. <laughs> I I've, I would always play the starter, but it pains me to say that looking at this six point one five next to Kai Havertz's name. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. I have to agree there, especially since Maris hasn't been hasn't been doing anything right from the bench or as a starter. So if you said like you're playing Kai Havertz. Um, from the start in the starting lineup against um, Brighton, a full strength Brighton, or um, Adama from the bench against Norwich. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a really good one. I'm taking Adama. Yeah, I think so. I, I, <laughs> I think Adama last year because he did come on a lot, but under Bruno, is it Large or Lage? Large, um, yeah. He he doesn't get those subs minutes as much as he used to. Here's a question then. Which <laughs> player would you most trust off the bench? Would it be Adama or would it be... You mean this season, anybody? This this season, anyone off the bench who is usually on the bench anywhere, at least he's... Ryan, you've been quiet. Is he out? <laughs> it's a city player, isn't it? It's got to be a city player. Yeah, I guess no. who who would often come off the bench? I mean, uh. someone like <laughs> Foden, maybe. It's against my religion to do this, so I don't I don't play players off the bench. Maybe Cavani. I. No, yeah, we're I probably the I... wrong people to ask, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Let's uh, let's ask the community. Okay. <laughs> Please comment, comment, or uh, quote, share, or quote, retweet um, the the tweet with who, which player you would most be comfortable with um, starting off the bench this yeah. season. Yeah. I like of it. people that are often on the bench, so you can't just say Salah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. All right. Nice. All right, boys. Well, let's go ahead and wrap her up. Luke, thank you again for spending some time with us. We'll let you get to the cricket. It's it's still on, right? How long are cricket match games? Uh, they're normally about seven hours, and I'll just let you know, England have got a wicket, so um, it's, it's not this a bad early? start. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, you know, we'll I mean, probably I was... lose. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's better than I thought it would be. I might have a quick look in. Uh, I'm not sure if you knew this, Luke, but I was actually on the uh, board of the Hungarian Cricket Association for four years. That is an incredible fact. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did that involve? Uh, well, it was like we are we are members or or like um uh i don't know if there there are now like 
different levels of membership status to the ICC, but we are we 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 just became members um, under the um, board that I was in. Um, yeah, we organized some competitions and we we it was really the sort of early early days of Hungarian cricket so we we actually needed to to set up the entity that was the Hungarian Cricket yes. Association and we we have the clubs set up um their own clubs so to say we organized the league we organized um there's a lot of cricket being played um by expats in Hungary. Well, most most of the cricket is being played by expats in Hungary, uh, which involves a lot of um, logistics and bureaucracy. So, like, we had a team that was organized from a refugee camp. So, wow. obviously, they needed to to get like special travel permits to travel to to different parts of the country to play play in the league. Wow! Which for for which we needed to prove that there was a league. That there was there was a team that they were in a team wow. stuff like that so yeah yeah we had we had a That's few incredible. Yeah. international tournaments as well so yeah okay it was good. before the before the season is out we need to do like a a special cricket themed podcast with the chaps get drafted thoughts get get uh, Tati telling us all about mm-hmm. the Hungarian mm-hmm. draft system it's perfect and yeah. by then Tati will know how to run and edit the podcast on his own. Um, (laughs) because you you'll be busy doing the (laughs) the hip-hop rap and the soft drinks one with ryan no i'll be mulling over baseball statistics (laughs) yeah that's right i mean luke can join that as well yeah yeah i'll do that one (laughs) all right luke well enjoy the cricket um it sounds like a wicked good time i like it like it i'm clapping if you can just about hear that (laughs) and with that let me close us down listeners thank you so much if you made it the whole way god we love you um we're just under an hour and a half i hope there were some nuggets of information here that were solid um we sure had a damn good time talking and uh we want to thank luke for coming on toddy and ryan as always you guys rule listeners we love you um if you have any questions let us know if you have any start sick questions post it on twitter just go ahead and start a conversation i say it every time tag us we'll retweet it um and we'll get the community involved and get some really knowledgeable folks um who know a lot about this game sometimes even more than us so let's get the community involved let's have a conversation let us know if you have any conundrums to use toddy's word again uh that you need solved and we will get the word out all right Isn't, thanks for well, listening go ahead my man excuse, excuse me is it conundry oh my this now this is my kind of conversation <laughs> Um, Let's leave that to the um, language podcast. <laughs> I don't have I don't have uh, this long. I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, no. In my college years, my friends and I were huge nerds. So anything that ended in in us, of course, we would just end it with an I, to the point where we would refer to like multiple buses just as by, <laughs> which is so stupid and nerdy in retrospect. But <laughs> I love that. You know what? It's who I am. All right, we'll talk to everyone soon. Thanks for listening. Cheers.